0: Welcome to Episode 6 of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast. Welcome to the Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast, where we explore how insurance agents can leverage technology to create better relationships with our prospects, customers, and agency team members. We believe tech should help us serve customers better and more efficiently, not replace the human-to-human interaction that's made the independent insurance agent a trusted advisor to clients. You'll hear from industry experts and agents who are on the leading edge of marketing, tech, and providing world-class customer experiences. It's time to level up the industry, and you're the trendsetters who can.
1: We'd like to welcome everybody here today for the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast, another session. And wow, I tell you, I'm I'm excited about this session because we get to know a little bit more about Charlotte Hicks. That's right. We're going to interview Charlotte today and talk to Charlotte a little bit about what she's done in the past, how she got into marketing, and find out some other tidbits about her information in her life. So let's just start and just introduce Charlotte. Charlotte, we just want to thank you so much for being with us today, and we really want to get to know you uh, a little better and let our listeners understand who you are and kind of your background and what you do for agencies. So in in that regard, tell us a little bit about your background.
0: Well, thanks, George. It's a pleasure to actually get a chance to chat and let our listeners know a little bit more about me. Um, I started in the uh, family insurance agency right out of college, um, I know you're an NC State grad. I'm a UNC grad, which just proves they can get along.
1: <laughs> I know. We won't hold that against you either. So that's that's a good thing.
0: Um, so we also have a, a family. I also had an excess and surplus lines brokerage, and I actually have worked in both of them. Uh, but but um, did that for a while. You know, had some, as many families do, we, there was some stress working in a family agency. Had an opportunity to go work for electronic data systems. Um, this was uh, back right when Ross Perot had sold it to General Motors and went through their systems engineer development program and was a programmer for a while. So I'll say I have a dark past as a programmer. Um, after several years, I went back uh, for no apparent reason and got my master's in accounting and became a CPA and actually worked in accounting for EDS. I was working in corporate tax, which is fascinating because at the time General Motors was number two on the Fortune 500. So I saw really all aspects of um, essentially the world's second largest corporation. Um, Tons of knowledge from that. Just real, real interesting to do that. Um, Came back and took over the um, retail agency and ran that for a number of years. And as I got into the agency, I realized I really needed to know more about marketing. I needed to know more about how to get clients. So um, really I would say for, Gosh, it's been over 20 years now. I've been doing a deep dive into learning marketing and copywriting. And by copywriting, I don't mean filing for copyrights. That's an attorney's job. I mean writing, marketing, copy. Like if you read someone's website, what does their website say? That Someone has written that. Someone writes emails. Someone writes um, all of the marketing materials you use. And in fact, I've spent six years training business-to-business copywriters and working with startup companies. Uh, to help them build their businesses. Um, today, I'm primarily focused on companies that make generally over a million or more in revenue who are, want to double their business. So, I've, I'm a digital marketer certified trainer, and that gives me access to all of digital marketers' field tested tools, their playbooks, um, as well as an extensive network of experts in all areas of marketing that I can bring into any engagement. So I'm also able to go to any organization and teach digital marketers marketing certification courses. These are the same courses that companies like Uber and Dave Ramsey's uh, Solutions and, and other major corporations use to train their marketing staff.
1: Well, I tell you, Charlotte, that's, that is amazing. I tell you, I love the fact that, that you and I both have that dark background in the programming area. Uh, that's of interest, and in, in working for EDS, uh, not sure if I remember that or not. So that's really great to know uh, that you come from, from that particular background. And, and I love uh, on the CPA side, that's wonderful because now I know where to go if I need my taxes done.
0: Yeah, I'm not your CPA.
1: <laughs> oh, you're not. Okay. Well, I was I was kind of hoping we could work that out. Maybe we'll talk not about in that, public that
0: practice. In, in,
1: in a different in a different podcast or something, but anyway. Hey, you mentioned you mentioned earlier just a few seconds ago in regards to, you know, working with firms that are a million in revenue and, and you, you know, helping them double their business. Tell me a little bit more about how do you help a company double their business?
0: Well, you know, the key is what we call the growth triad. And that is, number one, you've got to have a solid marketing system that encompasses the entire customer value journey. Uh, you can't just jump out there and just say, Oh, I'm just going to do this one thing or I'm going to try this. You've, you've really got to have a true plan and a true system that takes the customer from never knowing anything about you to becoming a, a promoter and an advocate for your, for your business. Um, You also, of course, do need the proper marketing tools and tactics um, for each stage of that customer journey. So, yes, you you can't go away with it. Just ignore the tactics. You've got to have them. But they need to be in the proper place and used in the proper way. And the third thing is actionable metrics. And I know you're a huge fan of knowing what your data is and using that data to make your agency better. And you absolutely have to have that with marketing because if you don't have metrics that you can use and measure, then you don't know what's working and what's not. So you're either wasting a lot of money, which is what I see, unfortunately, a lot of businesses doing, um, or you just are are not doing the right thing, and you're not reaching people, and you're not having success, but you don't know why.
1: Yeah, and I see... Charlotte, on that actual metric. Of course, you mentioned that. I'm really big on the data and, and evaluating the data and keeping those metrics and, and looking at those on a regular basis. And I share I share a story, just a personal story, uh, that you know my father was using what the, the old yellow pages, and he did not want to get rid of that. Uh, so finally, we put the wonderful number in there and tracked it, and we found out that we had like. You know, 70 phone calls in a year and probably 48 of those were people calling up to find out how much their insurance uh, price was for the month. Uh, and so we finally got him to move away from that and move into other digital marketing aspects. So I agree that actual metrics is key in looking at those and evaluating your business. And that's great. Tell us a little about um, the customer value journey. We've talked about that in the past. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what is that and how does that work?
0: Well, basically, the concept of the customer value journey is that the sales process should follow the same process as a normal human relationship. You know, you have stages when you get to know someone, and and, um, you wouldn't call up a perfect stranger and then ask them something about, you know, really, really personal about themselves or their family. You know, that would be weird, right? Um, And, you know, you think of it like in a dating relationship. It would be the guy that walks up to a girl in the bar he's never seen and says, you're gorgeous. Will you marry me? I mean, that would just be creepy, right? <laughs>
1: so, I don't think I would do that, but uh, that's, uh, yeah, I think that would be creepy.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, you've got to follow a normal stage. And the stages that the sales process follows are um, first the awareness stage, which is also broken down into sub-stages of being aware that you have a problem, um, but you may not know what the solution is. The next stage is you know what the solution is, but you don't know what the product or service is that can provide that solution. And then the last stage of awareness is being product aware or brand aware, we call it sometimes. Um, from there, you go to engagement, which is when you're starting to have a conversation with the provider of that solution. Um, from there, the next stage would be subscribe, um, and I do want to point out that these first three stages are often online, um, but not always. I mean, it could be there's some offline um, activity there. So, you know, if you, if you skip those first three stages and try to immediately jump into the next one, which is the convert stage, that's really strange. That's where you get, you know, we, we think about the, I hate I don't want to pick on anybody in our industry, but the life insurance salesman that you've never met that says, oh, you need to buy life insurance when you haven't had any conversation with them before, right? That cold in your face, buy from me. And quite frankly, it can also be the knocking on the door and says, can I give you a quote? People shy away from that because they don't have a relationship yet. They don't know they can trust you. They don't know that you're going to provide and trust is established in those first three stages. That's an important time to start establishing that relationship. So, um, so then we have the convert stage, which is when you actually make that first sale to the customer. When you they, they go, okay, um, yes, I'm going to trust you with something. Sometimes that's a small step. Sometimes it's a large step. It can depend on, on the person and, and the strength of the relationship up to this point. Once they buy something from you, it's really, really important to excite them. To, to, and it's difficult often in the insurance world where they don't get a physical product. It's like in, in, but making sure that they're excited about doing business with you, they, they feel that confidence that they made a good decision. Because if they, they, you treat them well and you give them that excitement and that wow in the excite phase, then they're more likely to move to the next stage, which is ascend. And so many times I see agents, they'll make that first sale and then they'll immediately try to do that cross sale but they haven't excited the customer, they haven't given them that wow experience, and they haven't given them the confidence that they've made a good decision. So they resist the cross-sell because they're not ready to ascend because they haven't been through that excite phase. And then as they ascend and become a more valuable customer because they have more business with you, they become an advocate. And that is if someone asks them, well, what do you think about George Robertson's agency? And you say, oh, they're a great agency. I, I do I, all my business is with them. And we think that's great and and many times we'll maybe get a testimonial from people in the advocate stage but they're not the ones that really make the difference and really move the needle for us the ones that do are the ones that graduate all the way to the promote stage and those are the ones that will seek out opportunities to promote your business for you they essentially become part of your marketing department because they promote you and Um, I give an example. Um, Anyone that's familiar with the MLM or multi-level marketing world knows that often they, again, they're ones that tend to start with, I've got to sell you this product. You need this product without even ever talking to you about whether you have a need for it. Right. So there was uh, a friend of mine. Of course, they do it so often on social media. As soon as they get into one of these things, whether it's diet aids or makeup or whatever, that's all their social media feed is, is sell, sell, sell. So I had someone contact me that said, um, we're getting ready to open up business in Australia. Can you send me all of your Australian contacts? And I'm like, my Australian contacts are predominantly my clients' customers. <laughs> and I was right. like, no. I mean, no. no. That's sending that first out, of, right. And, and first of all, I wasn't even a customer of this company. And they want me to promote them um, to my clients' customers. It was just, it was bizarre. And uh, so, you, know, you can't just ask someone to promote you. You've got to let them develop to that point in the relationship to where they are willing to promote you.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point, Charlotte. You really have to build that trust and build that relationship. And that's one of the things I think that, you know, the independent agency system has done a, a very good job uh, in the past years. And, and we have to continue, even to the degree as we talk about technology, and we'll talk about things that we can use, but that uh, that personal experience is still valuable.
0: Yeah, that's one area actually where the insurance industry um, didn't swing as far as the pendulum of many other businesses that really went away from the relationship and automated everything. And what we're seeing is that pendulum come back and the relationship becoming more and more valuable than it's ever been. So, yeah, having, looking at that customer journey and making sure you're, you're taking people along that journey in a proper way um, is, is critical to your marketing success.
1: Yeah. So, Charlotte, let me ask you another question. So, uh, marketing tactics, how, how do they fit into this whole aspect that
0: you're talking about? Well, obviously, you can't just have a plan. You can't. You have to have actual tactics that go in, whether that's content marketing or whether that's social media or um, whether it's speaking events. It could be many, many different ways. In fact, uh, one of the things that, uh, that I do is look at 73 different tactics. There's actually more out there, but these are the key 73. And determine which is the best fit for each stage of the customer journey. Because it does depend on who the market is. It does depend on the personality of the agency and the culture of the agency. And, you know, you can't do something that is out of sync with you. If you absolutely detest Facebook, then I'm not going to have you market on Facebook. Because it will show. You know, that will come through. You can tell that you may have seen people on Facebook. You're like, they're almost a little edgy. Or, you know, and it's like, I'm being forced to do this. (laughs) So they're not being authentic in that relationship building. So we look at the the tactics that help you be the most authentic and help you um, develop a very natural and and start very simple marketing plan. Because marketing shouldn't feel chaotic and it shouldn't feel stressful. It should be a natural way that someone effortlessly comes through um, and becomes a customer. And um, you know one of the important things too, with these tactics is determine which stage gets your focus first, because you know there's an old saying that um, the fastest way to go out of business is to get a huge uh, number of customers into a business that's not running smoothly. and so you know we really look at where in that customer journey, where is the, the one stage where we really need to focus first and get that running well, so you know, as we increase traffic. To you know, Through the funnel, through that journey, that we're treating customers and we're able to properly convert them and properly excite them and take them to the next stage.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very valuable uh, note. Uh, for everybody, Charlotte, is to make sure you've got everything in place before you, you know, you turn it on full steam and and start moving to make sure it's all working so the customer experience is, is good the whole way through and for everybody. And I think uh, you know, just the implementation, you know, if, finding those particular things that you want to implement and implementing in those particular ones as suppose because yeah, I know we give seminars and things and we go out there and talk to people and they go back and say, I'm going to take everything I've learned and implement it tomorrow. Uh, you really should just take a few, start with those, and kind of move forward. So, I totally agree with that. Um, So, what are agencies doing wrong in their marketing? What do you think, what do you see out there that some agencies are are, are not doing correctly?
0: Well, obviously, I see a lot of mistakes, but uh, probably, I think, the top three. um, Number one is they double down on what's not working well now. You know, if it's not working well now, doing more of it isn't going to help. So you had mentioned Yellow Pages ads. You know, you could say, well, I've got a full-page Yellow Page ad, and it's not producing, so I'll do a double truck ad. <laughs> and I don't think I've seen a phone book in over a decade. Do so they always, make those anymore? I don't even know. Hey,
1: I, I will I will say this, Charlotte. I remember we got the phone book in the other day. Um, and if you threw it on the floor, you could open the door, and the door would go over top of the phone book. You know, it used to be we'd use the phone book as a doorstop, uh, but that, you can't do that anymore.
0: Right, right, and and it could be things like um, just sending out a producer to knock on doors. And can I give you a quote? If you're not getting good response now, asking them to knock on more doors isn't isn't where the problem is. It's the the tactic is not the right tactic for the market, or for that point in the customer journey. So. Um, you know, if, if things aren't working quite, if you're not easily getting new customers, that could be a sign that maybe what you're doing isn't working and maybe you need to change tactics. Um, the second thing is, is what I call chasing tactics um, from the latest speaker they heard. Maybe they went to an event and said, oh, you need to do content marketing. You need to write articles or, oh, you need to create videos or, oh, you need to do Facebook ads or, oh, you know. And all of those things can work in the right environment and as part of a cohesive system. But if you try to just plug in a whole bunch of different tactics, and especially if you're trying to plug in a bunch at once, um, you know, what you get is confusion in the market. And um, you you end up stressed out. You end up not being able to keep up. Um, You you get what I call a silo effect where, you know, you you get something to happen. It's like, but then where does it go? It doesn't go anywhere. You know, I've seen people run Facebook ads and then they didn't have a website to send them to that would, drive the 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 person into a conversation. Um, The third thing is a message that lacks clarity and lacks uniqueness. Um, So many times I can go into an agency, pull up their information, pull up all their marketing, pull up one of their competitors or two of their competitors, cover the name, and all three agencies are saying exactly the same thing. So how is a customer supposed to differentiate of who is best for me? Um, so, you know, being unique in your message, having clarity in your message, so someone understands this is how this company helps me, you know, as opposed to saying we sell homeowner's insurance, we sell auto insurance, we sell life insurance. It's like, okay, so does so literally every
1: else. single <laughs> right. agency. Right, everybody else is doing yeah. the same thing.
0: Right, right. So those are probably the three biggest problems that I see with agencies right now.
1: Oh, that's that's good. I love that. So, Charlotte, Some of our listeners may want to uh, talk to you a little bit more in depth uh, and and kind of what does an engagement with you look like? So tell us what what you do with the agency.
0: Well, our first step generally will start with a short discovery call, just a chance for us to to see if, if, you know, if I really am somebody that they are interested in spending the time with to determine you know, whether they want to move forward as well as for me to make sure that this is an agency that is committed to doing some marketing. If they're doing no marketing right now, they're probably not a fit for this program because um, they really are starting from ground zero. There may be a different um, program or different training that works for them. Um, but from there, if we say yes, this is something that we want to pursue, we do a 90-minute double-year sales presentation, and that'll dive deeper into the customer value journey for that particular agency. And that is um, almost always done um, in person. So uh, we'll have that time. And then if we decide that this program is a fit and they like me and um you know they're they're anxious to move forward, then we'll schedule the 90-day growth accelerator. And um, that's three days that I come on site over a 90-day period. The very first visit, we sit and build out their marketing system and determine which tactics that they want to use. Um, and then a day, after the first 30 days, I come back in and we look at how things have gone, what's working, what's not. We make adjustments um, and you know, make the tweaks that we need to make. Um, and then they do that for 30 days and I come back in and then we can say, okay, now we've figured out what works, we know where we want to focus the the money and the time. And we use that to then um, accelerate that um, marketing area and that those marketing tactics that are working well for them. Um, Then once at the end of 90 days, uh, of course we have a a check in there at the end of 90 days and the company can then choose. It's like, we got it now. We're good to go. We're just going to proceed on their own and that's fine. Um, They may utilize some, the training that's available to educate their staff. For example, maybe they want some more in-depth social media training for their staff. We have those courses available, or they'll continue under a retainer agreement, which is basically like a fractional chief marketing officer. So, of course, chief marketing officers are expensive. Having an experienced marketing person there, and this allows someone that maybe doesn't want to um, invest in having a full time um, chief marketing officer, um, but get the advice and help that you would get by having that person. And then we just we have a monthly um, contact and some other ongoing coaching just to help them continue to accelerate their agency, accelerate their growth, and make adjustments as they need to, and also bring in some additional um, tactics that will help them have a more sophisticated marketing plan and marketing system.
1: Wonderful. I'm sure there are many agencies out there that uh, have definitely been working with you and have really grown their agencies. I know that we're going to have a lot of listeners that want to, contact you in regards to you assisting them. So how do people get in touch with you? Tell me a little bit more about that. How does somebody else contact you?
0: Well, they can always email charlotte at nowpreneur.com. That's N-O-W-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. One of my sayings is that we can't do business the way we used to back then. We've got to do it the way it is now. So that's hence nowpreneur. Um, The website is nowpreneur.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Charlotte Hicks, or on the Nowpreneur business page. And of course, we'll also have links in the show notes.
1: Wonderful. And Charlotte, we really appreciate this opportunity to dive a little deeper, get to know a little bit more about you specifically, your background in the the programming world, in the CPA world, and in the insurance world, and and now focused on on helping agencies improve their marketing strategies. So we want to thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, I really encourage people to reach out to you. They've got the information there. They'll be in the show notes. So uh, thank you again for being with us.
0: Thanks so much. I would encourage everyone to subscribe so they won't miss a single episode of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. Thanks, George. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can find show notes for each episode at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com as well as links to contact Charlotte and George. We'll see you next time on the podcast.